On this episode of Locked On Lightning, we're talking about the Lightning's win on the road in Chicago. 4-1 win, their fourth straight win. We also talk about, is Alex Kalorn making himself a case to stay in Tampa Bay? We talk about that, but first, let's play that music. You're Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Zanker. I want to thank all of you for making us your first listen of the day. On this episode of Locked On Lightning, we're talking about Alex Kalorn's recent play in his last five games, four goals. Uh, another goal last night against the Chicago Blackhawks in the 4-1 win to give the Lightning their fourth straight win. And <clears throat> there was a lot of talk coming into this season about Alex Kalorn. Um, his contract's up next year. Do the Lightning trade him now? You know, is the last couple of years, Kalorn has kind of taken a dip. Uh, not so much in his numbers, but if you look at his his play, the way he's been playing on the ice, um, you know, last year was was a good was a good performance. Twenty five goals out of him the the year prior, only fifteen. Uh, you know, that was a COVID straight uh, shortened season. But the the way he plays, uh, a lot of guys tend to break down early on. You know, that presence in front of the net. He's dealt with injuries here and there. Um, but he's really had a resurgence this year. Thirty Through 36 games, played 12 goals, 26 points. And it looks like he's really had a rejuvenation uh, this year. And, and it's he's really come up big. Uh, for the Tampa Bay Lightning this season, especially, like I said, in his last four games, he has four goals. I mean, excuse me, his last five games, he's had four goals uh, playing really aggressive out there in that game against Chicago. He has five shots, which I have stressed a ton on this podcast, how important it is not only for the Lightning as a team, but for certain players uh, to, to really be able to go out there and play aggressive and, and what really stuck out to me about Kalorn, not only in this game, but also in previous games, was the fact that he's skating with so much confidence. And 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 I've spoken about it on this show numerous times about and and this really pertains to any player on the lightning, I think, and, and really any player in the NHL. Um as long as the, the puck is bouncing your way and you're playing with a ton of confidence and you're playing aggressive and you're you're playing discipline. You know, you you have really a good chance of going out there on a nightly basis and being able to to play and, and, and well, not only play well, but but really make a huge impact uh, on your team's games. And really, last night we've and and really just lately over their last five games, uh, Alex Kalorn has been doing just that. So, especially in this time with 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 the Lightning, where. And, and I've been seeing some comments on some of the videos that some of the, you know, the listeners on this show, uh, we've been talking about or have been talking about, you know, with the way Ross Colton has been playing this year, Alex Kalorn wasn't really, he, he got off to a little bit of a slow start. Uh, and, and like I said, has picked it up uh, over the last couple of games. But a lot of people are talking about, and what I've seen online, 
should the Lightning make a trade? Uh, should should they and, and even Kalorn uh, contracts up to after this year? Do the Lightning deal him at the deadline, uh, regardless of how he's playing? Do they keep him if he's playing well? And, and I think that really is what a lot of what we're going to start to see the conversation unfolding um, as the season progresses, as we get closer to the trade deadline. Uh, Alex Kalorn, does he deserve at this point in time to stay in, in Tampa Bay? And, and GM Julian Brees Boss is going to have to make a very tough decision because if Alex Kalorn is playing well, if he continues to stretch now, I don't really expect him to continue having a four-goal-in-five-game four pace, as we have seen. But if we're putting on our general manager hat right now, does Alex Kalorn, has he done enough at this point in the season to merit himself uh, a permanent place here on this team for the rest of the season? And, and in my opinion... I don't think it really has that much to do. You know, that answer really doesn't have so much to do with what Kalorn is doing. Now, obviously, if he continues this pace, if he's scoring, if he's averaging four goals in, for every five games, I mean, he has to stay here. There, there's really, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You, ro you roll the dice with him, and then, you know, the lightning, what they have shown, especially this season, uh, with Nick Pervix and in years past with forwards as well, is that they do have the depth in the minors and, and players that are in college. So I'm not too worried about if the Lightning do eventually need to replace Kalorn next year. I'm more concerned about if Kalorn can continue his pace and, and if the guys around him can continue to play well. Because if we start to see Ross Colton play better, if we start to see Brandon Hagel uh, get an uptick in his performance – then maybe the conversation can be made. That also all depends on what kind of deal is out there for the Lightning at that point in time as the trade deadline nears. But right now, in my opinion, I think that if you had them make the decision right now in this moment, I would say you keep Kalorn for the rest of the year. Kalorn has done enough to really help this team. When he plays well, the Lightning play well. Uh, and the players around him play more loose. They play more confidently. And clearly, it's resulting in wins. So there, there's really not much more you could say about that. And and Kalorn's play it has really catapulted, catapulted this team over the last month to a whole other level. 10-3 and three in December. Uh, the Lightning have been playing fantastic and, and really you know, I, I said from the beginning of the year that really when it comes down to this team's long-term success, it's not going to come from the first line. It's not going to come from the stars on this team. It's going to come from the guys like Ross Colton. It's going to come from the guys like Brandon Hagel, like Alex Kalorn. Uh, I was very critical of Kalorn last year during the playoffs, obviously, because he was pretty much non-existent. But it seems as though he's turned it around uh, tremendously over the last uh over the last month and it is really starting to get hot so if the lightning could just not lean too much on alex corn i think that we won't see like i said we won't see four goals in five games pace we won't see that but what we can see is as long as he stays healthy as long as he gets the amount of ice time that he's been getting uh and and he's playing and skating the way he's been skating i i think i i think we could see the ceiling 
couldn't be for him about three goals and five. I think that's a good number to 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 strive to at for Alex Corn. I think that's a good expectation. I also would be fine uh, with him having multi-point games here and there, you know, not necessarily scoring goals because, as we all know, when he's dishing the puck, if he's getting points, that most likely means someone else is scoring goals, someone like Braden Point or maybe Nikita Kucherov or, you know, the names can change, can be interchangeable. So uh, he he he's playing that well right now, and he does have that skill set when he is healthy and he's rolling – uh, to make the players around him uh, better. So I have to say, yeah, right at this point in time, Alex Kalorn has definitely uh, made the case uh, towards John Cooper and Julian Bruce Boss that he is here for the rest of the season and, and should be um, be a lightning uh, until at least uh, the end of the playoffs. So we'll keep an eye on that. We'll see how Kalorn plays over the next couple of weeks. Hopefully he continues his upward trend or the the pace that he is at right now. Uh, I would love to because I would love to see him continue to play that that way because really, like I said, when you got the production from the lower lines, uh, everybody on this team uh, is able to go out there and play very well. So and and the Lightning will definitely need that production going into the month of January with the schedule they have uh, with this West Coast trip. So we'll keep an eye on that. In the second segment, we'll be talking about uh, the win over Chicago. Uh, the Lightning keep things rolling their fourth straight win. Can we see them start to get on a crazy win streak here over the next couple of weeks? I, I've spoken on previous episodes that the schedule is tough, but the Lightning are playing very well. They, they've been doing a lot of things well. They're they're playing disciplined hockey. And, and I think that, you know, we have the potential of them getting to about eight maybe seven around that mark and win streak. So we'll, we'll talk about that as well. Everything from this game in just a bit, but first I want to talk about today's sponsor and that is bet online. Now BetOnline.net is your number one source for your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and world cup. Well, World Cup's over, so I guess hockey, yes, hockey. World Juniors is going on right now. I guess that's the World Cup of hockey, so definitely bet on that. Team USA is playing Canada uh, right now, so definitely bet money on that. Uh, They've got it all at betaline.net. They're always the fastest and easiest way to bet on your sports betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. So once again, I want to thank everybody for making us your first listen of the day. And if you haven't already done so, please go ahead and like and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed. Give us a follow on our social media pages at LO underscore lightning on Twitter, as well as locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. You could give me a follow on Twitter at Danky Dank, D-E-N-K-Y-D-E-N-K. Love hearing from all of you uh, on this segment. We're talking about last night's win against the Chicago Blackhawks. Lightning pick up uh, their fourth straight win. Uh, the first of this three-game road trip. Uh, last night they were in Chicago. Now tonight they're in Minnesota, uh, and then on Friday they're playing Winnipeg. And the other thing I also want to talk about with this, with this, not only with this win, is that you know I've always spoken about on that past episode, and I, and I really always talk about it, is that really if the Lightning could win games, you know, it, it, winning a game is one thing. If you're dropping seven goals, or if you're you know, you're playing crazy uh, well. You know, the thing I look for for when Tampa wins the game 
or, or they play well is that, you know, I always ask myself and I always ask you guys, the listeners, and, and let me know as well, alongside, you know, what our conversation in the previous episode, what do you think about Kalorn? Uh, has he earned a spot here in Tampa for the playoffs? Is, you know, I always look for if the, the style of play or the, the level of play has been consistent enough to where it could be con- continuously replicated throughout the stretch of some games. And and we looked at this last night's game and, and it kind of somewhat, and, and I spoke about it, I pretty much nailed it on the head. I don't want to pat myself on the back, but kind of nailed it on the head about how this game was going to go early on. The Lightning were pretty much playing on their heels early on in the game. I just figured from the way that this roster is constructed in Chicago that, yeah, they're not good. They're one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, also, we didn't – I don't think anybody would have would have predicted that Staylock uh, would have played as well as he did in net for the Blackhawks. Uh, but the Lightning definitely were on their back heels in the first period, uh, outshot 12-6, to six, pulled it together in the second. Still at the end there, uh, the Blackhawks were surging, and, and the – Brian Ingblum and Dave Randorf said it perfectly at the end of the second period that they couldn't not wait for that period to be over. But the Lightning turned it on as always in the third period. Uh, once again, consistently getting better throughout the course of a game, which and and really for the most part uh, playing well, playing disciplined. Ian Cole had three penalties last night, which. You know what? I'm not going to kill Ian Cole for for taking three penalties. I, I I was frustrated because you know I always say don't give, regardless if a team is good or bad, uh, you'd never want to give up uh, odd man per, uh, opportunities to an opposing team. But listen, everyone's going to have their bad nights. Ian Cole had his. I'm he's normally very solid, so and he's been playing well this year, so I can't really knock him for having an off night like that. It wasn't something that really eventually contributed to anything. The Lightning won this game 4-1, if you want to count the the empty netter, really, in retrospect, 3-1. Um, but Lightning played well. Uh, they they waited for their chances because what what Chicago did was they were, they were doing a very good job of disrupting the lightning zone entry they're they're disrupting the lightning's neutral zone play and the lightning in return were also doing the same thing but alongside with that which i really think was the difference maker uh in the end for this team was the lightning were very active in the passing lanes on defense what they really did and you saw it here and there uh which really gave the lightning even though there was times on the rushes where i really thought especially on on the opposite ends of passes um the lightning had their chances they weren't hitting the net but what they were doing like i said they were giving themselves the opportunities by disrupting the passing lanes getting their sticks on the passes and and allowing themselves to have those opportunities down the other end uh but at the same time you know you have Staylock and and net who uh we we spoke about the other day about how this this blackhawks goaltending situation is not good and that's really the main reason why they are where they are um and and obviously we didn't see Pete Morazic, but we saw Staylock in that. And and the thing that was frustrating, and, and and I always say this about the lesser teams that the Lightning run to run into is that the Lightning always bring out the best in other teams, and that I feel like is a good thing for them because then it, it almost 
gives them that mentality that you can never take really a night off. And we saw it in this game. The Lightning played well. They they were persistent throughout the game to 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 not do anything too crazy that could have eventually put the Blackhawks in the driver's seat to take this game away from them. Um, but like I said, uh, this is these are the kind of and I've said this before. These are the kind of games that the Lightning should and most of the time do win because their experience, their leadership. When you have guys like Alex Korn playing the way they have, like we spoke about in the previous segment, uh, especially guys like like Nikita Kucherov, who was playing very, who played very well in this game. He was doing a lot of things in terms of setting up teammates, um, which you know you always kind of rely on on Kucherov to get things started. Which is you know if you look at his stat sheet, you would have thought that he had somewhat of a quiet night. Uh, he had one shot on net, no points. But at the same time, it wasn't necessarily – you don't necessarily always have to look at Kucherov, uh stat sheet to really determine whether or not he had a good night. Uh, he he was doing a, a very good job of drawing in the defense, allowing other players to get opportunities, which unfortunately on a couple of those passes that Kucherov made, he they just weren't able to bury it home. But listen, that's why you got guys like Brandon Hagel who who scored a goal on this one guys like Brian Elliott who played very well in net last night uh saved 25 of 26 shots um like I said uh when you have a couple of guys like Braden Point like Alex Korn last night like Cooch uh that allows guys like like Hagel Maroon Elliott to flourish in these kind of wins and and really down the line if you look at the rest of the month of January or you know we're we're still obviously in four days into the new year and, and into the schedule that is January. We look at the schedule and, and I've spoken about it, that it's going to be very tough for the lightning. I think this is one of the tougher months uh, that the lightning are going to have in terms of their schedule. But at the same time, obviously I'm not worried because this team, the way they've been playing recently, uh, everybody is starting to really come, come together and play as a team on every single night. And, and, you know, you have to look at the schedule now. You, you think about they're playing Minnesota tonight. They're playing Winnipeg on Friday, both of which I think are very winnable games, games that the Lightning definitely could win tonight. Friday, depending on what we see from, from Vasilevsky and Halibut, I mean, that could be a game. Oftentimes when you see two top goaltenders, obviously we all want to see a low-scoring, very good defensive-minded goaltending game sometimes you get that sometimes you get high scoring games where it's just absolutely out of control um i think if the lightning could win these two games or at least you know i know they could win tonight i think you could steal one on friday against winnipeg and then you look at the next week you got columbus vancouver and st louis now we're talking about right there one two three four five six you know you win those those next couple of games. You win those next five, excuse me, <clears throat> and you're on the verge of a nine-game winning streak. So, and the week after, up until Edmonton, you know, we're, we're talking about the Lightning possibly getting to the double digits and wins in terms of a win streak for the first time this year, something that they haven't done in a very long time. So, you know, as difficult as this schedule is, the way the Lightning are playing, we could, you know, they could potentially be considered, and I think they were in December by most people, one of the hottest teams in the NHL. 
and 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 I think that not only if if the Lightning could get themselves into the double digits in, you know, on this win streak, which is like I just stated, very possible when you got Columbus, Vancouver, and St. Louis, and then Seattle, Vancouver again. Uh, the two question mark, the, the question mark right there after that is Edmonton on a back second game of a back to back. We're talking about not only that, but at the same time, something I've brought up on past episodes, Tampa Bay possibly not only catching up to Toronto, but possibly knocking on the doorstep of of Boston. Possibly. We got to see what Boston does. But Lightning could potentially solidify themselves if they haven't already in terms of their record uh, to most of the NHL crowd uh, as being one of the top five teams in the league by mid-January as as while they continue this win streak going into the later half of January. So wrapping things up on the show, like I said, looking at this schedule, I I really think that it is very possible uh, that the Lightning, uh, as long as they continue to play the way that they have played over the last month, 10 and three on the month of December, uh, playing very well, Played very well the other night against uh, Chicago uh, and really expect them to win this game. I'd be very disappointed uh, if they if they lose this one tonight, unless it's 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 a game where. You know, we we, we see them play well or if they get, you know, kind of, I guess, screwed, if you want to say I never want to say they want to get screwed on calls because that's always, you know, regardless, unless it's something that's in the the last couple of seconds of a game, you know, really there's, I don't think there's any, any one call that could determine really the outcome of a game. But I looking at this whole month, I mean, you really got to ask yourself if the lightning could get through this week without losing a game, which I think is very possible. And then you roll into the second week of January against Columbus, Vancouver and St. Louis, all very much, very winnable games all three of those. And then you get Seattle who the lightning did a very good job against them. I felt like that was a rather pedestrian win for Tampa. uh, Even though Seattle has played very well this year. And then you got Vancouver again, you know, you get up to that Edmonton Edmonton game, which I still think the lightning could win that game. As long as they limit the special teams opportunities for Edmonton. I honestly don't see the lightning losing a game until potentially the 26th where they run into Boston at home. And by then we could be having the discussion that Tampa is in second place, uh, somewhat in arm's reach of Boston. Who knows what Boston will do from now until then. Um, Like I said, I'm not so much worried in terms of the lightning catching the Bruins right now. I'm more so concerned about lightning continuing to play well, which they have. Uh, and continuing to to get within arm's reach of Toronto, which I firmly believe is still very much attainable. You know, I, I think that as well as Toronto has played this season, I think Tampa is. And, and we look at the standings right now. I mean, we, we can't look at this, you know, this schedule and what I just spoke about, some of the points that I've made and, and not almost fantasize about the day in which which could come any day to any day now in which Tampa Bay could overtake Toronto in the Atlantic division right now, as it sits, Tampa, Tampa Bay is only four points behind. Uh, so you're talking about, you know, two Toronto losses and two Tampa wins. 
and boom, you know, you're tied, you're right in the in the driver's seat right there. So, uh, and also on the other side of that coin is that you definitely want Tampa Bay to start to pad their their margin of points in front of Toronto as soon as possible once they overtake them, which I think that I would I would almost be surprised if we're sitting here at the end of January and discussing um, Tampa being maybe one or two points in front of Toronto instead of maybe uh, four or five points. I, I think that really should be the goal. Continue to play well, uh, continue to play discipline, and you know, really at least get with it, at least get ahead of uh, a handful of points in front of Toronto at the end of January as you head into February. So Tampa Bay will be in Minnesota tonight, 930 game start. Uh, fully expect this one to be one. I would fully expect that Vasilevsky is back in net tonight after Elliott had the start, of course, last night. Uh, we'll probably see Vasilevsky on Friday as well against uh, the Winnipeg Jets. So keep an eye out for that. I think that this tonight, if I'm going to predict uh, an outcome, I would say Lightning win 4-2, goals from point, Stamkos. I would like to see him start to get back on the board there. Uh, Goal from Kucherov, please. And then probably from Sergachev. I think we need to – I want to see – I want to start to see more production from this defensive line. It's been quite a little bit uh, since we've seen Sergachev score a goal, so I would like to see him start to get – back into the swing of things offensively and we'll be back tomorrow so once we'll be back tomorrow to recap this game and talk about all the storylines from that so please once again like and subscribe to the podcast give us a follow wherever podcasts distribute are distributed subscribe to our youtube page and don't forget to comment below uh what do you think about tampa's recent style of play can we expect them to be five points ahead i think that's the goal for everybody here five points ahead of toronto at the end of january knocking on the doorstep for Boston. So we'll be back tomorrow to recap tonight's game against the Minnesota Wild. But in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of Lockdown Lightning, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.